Well, well, well. Welcome, everyone, to an impromptu emergency podcast of the Racing Line pod. Danny Rick, the boy's back. Uh, went to bed last night with the knowledge that I'll be waking up in the morning seeing kind of the results of his Silverstone uh, Pirelli tyre test and uh, woke up pleasantly to the news that he would be replacing Nick DeVries in the AlphaTauri seat. Now, could look at this in a few ways. His time was a 127-something um, in the tyre test yesterday, and according to the reports, Christian Horner was severely impressed by Daniel's pace on track. That time would have put him on the front row. Uh, don't know whether it was better than Max's. I doubt it. It was probably a tenth or so off Max. Um, but when you look at the time that Perez put in, and yes, there are extenuating circumstances like traffic and track conditions and all that sort of stuff. But for him to be that close after being out of that car for five years is a pretty epic result on his part. Um, apparently, the contract was offered to Daniel a couple of weeks ago. Now, Daniel's taken a couple of weeks to, uh, I guess, mull things over, um, but it was made quite plain that it would take something catastrophic on Checo's part for Daniel to be parachuted straight into the top team and that they were pretty adamant that they wanted him to drive the AlphaTauri before they put him in the uh, main team. Now, for me, for the next 10, 12 races, whatever's left of this Formula 1 season, all Daniel has to do is consistently beat Yuki because that car, as we've said in our podcast this week, is not a very, it's probably the worst car on the grid at the moment. So for Daniel to keep his reputation as high as it is at the moment, which surprisingly after his two years at McLaren, I think everyone kind of realizes there were extenuating circumstances around the McLaren disappointment. Um, his stocks are quite high within the paddock still, which is, which is good. Um, he needs to outperform Yuki for the rest of this season, needs to be putting that car, you know, into Q2, Q3, which it's struggling to do at the moment. I don't think they've made a Q3 all year, so Q2 is a definite. Um, he needs to do that consistently, and um, his race pace needs to be bang on, and he needs to be beating Yuki um, week in, week out. Now, do I think this leads to a race seat at Red Bull? I think Checo's done. I don't think Red Bull's done this move to keep Checo in the car next year. I think this is a bit of a kick in the ass for Checo. I think this is, look, mate, we have a driver that's won eight Grand Prix. Now, speaking of which, on this grid, he now has the fourth most wins. Max, Lewis, and Alonso are the only two that have more wins than Daniel at the moment. So he's a proven race winner. Uh, Checo's been in that car now three years. It's been pretty dominant, and he only has five wins, maybe six. So, um, you know, a bit of a kick in the ass for Checo. Them saying to him, we have someone on the sidelines ready to go. For me, it feels like... This is Red Bull setting up for Liam Lawson to come in to AlphaTauri in 2024 with Daniel moving up into the main team. Obviously, Liam's kind of the the one they're pinning, pinning their hopes on for the future. Obviously, Daniel's 34 now, I think. So he won't be there for you know another five or six years. So I think Liam Lawson is the succession plan at this point. But uh, yeah, I, I'm stoked. Like if you listen to the pod... Often I'm a massive Danny Rick fan. I think on his day, and this has been shaken a little bit since the McLaren stint, but on his day, he is a top echelon driver. He's up there. Probably he wouldn't be on, I don't think, Alonso 
Lewis or Hamilton or Verstappen's level, but I think he's, you know, Lando obviously got pumped by Lando, but, you know, McLaren circumstances. But I think he's on that level with Leclerc. Probably maybe science just sneaks in there. George Russell. So I think hopefully the only way he's up here for Daniel, if this doesn't go well, I do think that this could be the end. I don't know if another team will give him a shot if he doesn't perform well at AlphaTauri. So this is kind of an all or nothing um, opportunity for him. And you know what? The way he's been talking lately, I think the the six months out has been really beneficial for Daniel. But uh, the way he's been talking, the hunger's back. He's enjoying being back in a Red Bull. He obviously likes the way that thing handles, that thing drives. And... Hopefully we see a better and improved Danny Rick. And we also have two drivers on the grid next year from Australia, which is the first time I think since Mark Webber was in the Red Bull in 2014 and Danny Rick was in the Alpha Tower. So it's kind of a full circle moment. So onwards and upwards here and can't wait to see how the rest of the season unfolds.